Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Genetically edited pig heart was transplanted into a human recipient on the 7th of January. Medical ethicist Dr. Arthur Kaplan in a Washington Post op-ed wrote, Here are some questions about the pig heart transplant that people actually should be asking. Dr. Kaplan is a medical ethicist, as I said, member of the Transplant Ethics and Policy Working Groups in the Division of Medical Ethics at NYU, New York University's Grossman School of Medicine. Dr. Kaplan joins us on The Roy Green Show. Dr. Kaplan, thank you very much for taking the time. You, you, you write that uh, the operation known as a xenotransplant was widely described in the media as a, quote, success, end quote. But there are many questions that need answers to justify undertaking what is a hugely risky experiment. What are we missing here? Well, look, first of all, Roy, and thanks for having me, it uh, is not a success if the gentleman who received it, let's say, dies within two weeks. I don't think anybody's going to declare this as having worked. And having been around a number of first attempt experiments, both with animal organs and with artificial organs, some listeners may go back and remember the failure of the artificial heart in Barney Clark, who got the first artificial heart, lived a couple of weeks, and then miserably died. Uh, the first baboon heart transplant into a child, Loma Linda, child died. Uh, success isn't the surgery. Success is whether you can actually keep an organ in a person, not have their body reject it, and have them function, have that organ function, and give them a quality of life. I'm going to say for at least a year. It, it wouldn't be a big success if somebody had this thing for a month and never woke up and was unconscious and then died. So what are you expecting then? Because you're right as well, since the transplant was done as an emergency rescue, not a clinical trial, the data acquired are likely to be only anecdotal and perhaps not fully shared. In some ways, the next attempt will have to start from scratch. But you also in the, in the op-ed then go on to say that doctors have used pig hearts to make, in, make insulin, blood thinners, and heart valves for years. How do you put all that together? Well, we have used pig products, but most of the ones we use, say pig valves, they don't create an immune response in us because they have very little blood in them. They're kind of bone, basically, and so you don't get rejection, and we know they work. Here, we've got an experiment with a genetically engineered pig whose organ, in this case the heart, we tried to tamp down uh, its, if you will, biological differences between the pig and us so that our immune systems won't go after it and reject it. Um, so prior work with pigs you know, while not insignificant, really has never been anything like this with the genetic engineering of the animal. Um, the choice of the individual, you point to that, you're right, just as important as, you know, the information, that the data that we receive, just as important as knowing why this patient was chosen and what he was told. And this patient did have a criminal record. Mm. Did that come into play? What are your concerns here? Well, look, it was discovered after all the publicity, somebody saw this guy and his name and his picture, and he was all over the media. By the way, raising a question, should this institution or whoever does this try to protect the privacy of whoever gets this and not turn it into a big PR show? I mean, normally, I think we would say, uh, do what you can to try and keep the identity of the subject private. They don't have to perform for That's right. the rest of yeah, us. That's so they true. They have to be out there. Yep. 
Um, but that didn't happen. They definitely had a huge press conference. I don't even know if he knew that would happen, the subject, whether they told him. But anyway, it turned out that a victim of his, their family, he had stabbed somebody in a bar many years ago. The person was paralyzed as a result and then subsequently died a few years later. The family thinks because of those injuries. And they're angry and they're on the media criticizing the selection of this guy to get the pig heart. Now, it turns out this guy didn't take a heart from somebody else because he didn't get a human heart. What happened is he was put into an experiment. We have to be clear about that. The question isn't, should he get a heart as opposed to saving somebody else's life? If we knew how to do that, that would be, that's a fair moral question. But we don't know if the uh, animal heart's going to work. So he's basically stuck, if you will, like a uh, test pilot going for the first time on a jet to see whether the thing's going to fly or crash and risking his life that way. I don't think his criminal record matters in that way, but it turns out he wasn't a great patient. Um, it's also become known, I'm not sure exactly how, that he wasn't very compliant with his medicines, didn't do anything to control his weight or his blood pressure. That's why he couldn't get a human heart. He, he was non-compliant. That may not be the person you want to pick first to go into this experiment. You know, you don't want to have somebody who follows orders, does what they're told, because that's going to be critical to having this novel thing work. Yeah, it starts to sound like a little bit like a public relations mm. exercise that took place here. We have just a few seconds, uh, Dr. Kaplan. I know you also want to talk about the Sedley Holocaust and Medicine Symposium. Tell us about that. Going to do a meeting January 31st, February 1st, online, Zoom, free, anybody can go, taking a look at two issues. One, race and how it worked in the Holocaust to discriminate against people and what it did to medicine, and then look today to see what's going on that we might be uh, racist in medicine and what we could do to improve that. The other, a topic near and dear to my heart, when is it appropriate to cite the Holocaust in debates about COVID? As you know, Roy, some people say, well, I won't vaccinate and I'm just like a Jew in uh, Nazi Germany. Right. I'm going to wear a gold star and they're going to persecute me. And I think those analogies are false. Are any of them true? What do we do when we see them? So we're going to take a look at that. Okay. We're interested in that. I think you get it on the Facebook page. We do. We have it on our program, Roy Green Show Facebook page. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.